We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I'm going to answer the question that I recently received while I was campaigning for county commissioner here in Osage County, Oklahoma. My questioner basically said this, Why are you running for this office? You're overqualified. You should be running for the Congress or the Senate. And my response was simple local control, local authority, local responsibility. If we don't get our local house in order, everything else is lost. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to The Rebellion. Thanks for listening into the show. So today's topic is local control, local responsibility, local authority, local accountability, local values. We need to attend to the things that are closest to us. The best government is local government. That's what I'm going to talk about today. And I'm going to use the context of my run for county commissioner here in Osage County, Oklahoma. I don't talk about this much on this show because I have intentionally made a decision not to use this platform to annoy you with my political (laughs) aspirations. Uh, I don't think uh, that would be fair to the listeners of the Rebellion. I've hinted at it a couple times. You probably have heard me mention that I'm running for county commissioner for District 1 here in Osage County, Oklahoma. But I've skipped on past it, and I haven't haven't talked about it in great depth. Again, I'm trying to be sensitive to you, the listeners. I, I don't think that I should use this as a campaign tool. But today I'm going to talk about my my run for county commissioner, uh, in some detail. Not in the context of thinking that you can vote for me, because most of the listeners of the Rebellion can't. You don't live in District 1 in Osage County, Oklahoma. But I want you to understand why I think it's important. And I want you to understand my answer to this person that's been following me, who essentially said, I don't understand why you're running for that office. You're a retired college president. You're a writer for the Washington Times. You've published two successful books. You're a public speaker, blah, 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 blah. Uh, You're overqualified. You should be running for higher office, quote-unquote, higher office. You should be running for the Congress. One of those seats is open. You should be running for the Senate. Uh, One of those seats is open as the result of the retirement of longstanding Senator Jim Inhofe. You should, you should run for governor. You should run for secretary of education here in the state of Oklahoma. All of these things are being said. And I don't mention those things to inflate my political profile. I mention those things as facts because those are positions that I have been asked to run for over the course of the last several years. And I've always said, no, I don't want to. I have no career ambition to do any of those things. I don't feel a calling to get engaged in a campaign for Congress, Senate, Governor, or the Secretary of Education. I just don't want to. 
But when I received a phone call from several people in my county here asking me to run for county commissioner, I talked it over with my wife and I decided to say yes. And on today's show, I'm going to tell you why. Why I made a decision to run for local office. And I've told people no with regard to state or federal level positions repeatedly. Why do I think this office and a run for this office and campaigning for county commissioner is more important than those other jobs? I'm going to answer that question today. And even if you don't live in my area, I think you're going to be very interested. You should be very interested in my answer. Because if you're not, I'm going to argue you are forfeiting your individual liberties and your personal freedom. You're ignoring the very pretext of the Declaration of Independence of the United States of America and the very foundation of our constitutional republic. So let's take a break, and when I get back, I'm going to share with you a question that I was asked. I'm going to basically quote it, and then I'm going to give you my answer to that question. And the question is this. Why are you running for county commissioner? You're overqualified. Why don't you run for higher office? That's the question. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. So let me repeat the question that I was asked just last week. I had a fundraiser that was uh, hosted for me at a local ranch. And as a result of going to that fundraiser, one of the people that was there texted me shortly thereafter. And basically, the text exchange went something like this. Uh, My friend, my supporter, said, hey, I had someone text me last night after the event and ask me this question. And the question was this, why is he running for county commissioner? Well, he's overqualified for that. Why isn't he running for higher office? I had somebody else suggest, well, you should be running for governor. You should be running for the Senate. That seat's open. You should be running for Congress. And you're an educator, why aren't you running for that open position? Because Joy Hoffmeister has finally shown her true colors. She's flipped from being a Republican, sidebar, she never really was. She was lying to us about that. And now she's declared herself a candidate for governor of Oklahoma under the Democrat Party. So she's stepping away from her position as Secretary of Instruction and Education for the state of Oklahoma. Why don't you run for that? Well, here's my answer, and I want you to listen to this. Because this is an issue of local control, local responsibility, local values, local respect, local authority. In other words, it's an argument that I've talked about, oh, long ago on one of these shows, probably a year ago. It's an argument from the context of what's called the doctrine of lesser magistrates. And I'll explain that to you in a second. But let me, let me first give you basically my verbatim response to the question as it was presented to me by my friend who was helping at a fundraiser on my behalf at a local ranch here in Osage County, Oklahoma, for uh, me, supporting me, for county commissioner. So, again, let me repeat the question. Why are you running for this office? County commissioner, you're overqualified. Why don't you run for higher office? Close quote. Well, here's the answer. I, I, I do understand the question. I really do. I understand it. I don't want to dismiss it out of hand, and I don't want to act um, act like it's not worthy. It is a good question. Uh, why not? If you, if you, you're listening to me, are, are you going to run for county commissioner? Are you going to run for um, 
school board? Are you going to run for city council? Or do you have ambitions to run for something else, Congress, Senate? Do you have ambitions, if you're political, to run for higher offices, quote-unquote, rather than the lesser offices? The higher magistrative offices rather than the lesser magistrative offices. Most people would say, well, you can accomplish more if you run for higher office rather than lesser magistrative offices. Um, but I've repeatedly said, no, I'm not going to run for Congress. I'm not going to run for Senate. I'm not going to run for governor, etc. Why? Why? Well, here's my rationale, and I want you to listen to this very, very closely and very carefully. The bottom line is this. If we don't get our local act together, we're lost. Now, that sounds simplistic, but I believe it. And I believe we're seeing evidence of that in spades on a daily basis. If we don't get our local act together, we are lost. I believe in many cases that we've got it backwards. We're throwing all of our money and all of our attention at Oklahoma City, as is the case here in Oklahoma, because that's our state capital. We're throwing all of our money and all of our attention at OKC or DC. We're throwing our money, our attention, our efforts at our state capitals and our national capitals when it comes to politics. So we throw all of our money and all of our attention at the state level positions and the federal positions while local people are being ignored. It, it, again, I said it once, I'll say it again. If we don't get our local house in order, we're in trouble. We must do that. In fact, our local house, local control, local respect, local authority, private property, private rights, personal responsibility, personal values. This is the heart and the soul of the system of government that our founding fathers gave us. So the bottom line as to why I'm running for county commissioner is that I think local government matters. I think it matters as much, if not more, than quote-unquote higher office. This is why George Washington cited Micah 4, 4. The prophet Micah, chapter 4, verse 4, he cited that particular Bible verse, Micah 4, 4, over 50 times, 5-0, over 50 times in his correspondence with other founding fathers and his various different family and friends in that era of our country. George Washington cited Micah 4, 4, over 50 times. And this is what that verse says. Each man will sit under his own vine and in, under his own fig tree and shall not be afraid, close quote. Now, at first blush, you think, well, that's kind of a weird verse. Each man will sit under his own vine and under his own fig tree and shall not be afraid, close quote. Why in the world would George Washington find that verse intriguing and inspiring? Well, think about it. It's because it's your vine. It's your fig tree. It's your ranch, your house, your fence, your property. What George Washington was saying as he was helping craft the thinking of our founding fathers and leading the United States into becoming a constitutional republic, he was saying local control and local government is where our freedom is born. We need not be afraid, in the words of Micah 4.4, we need not be afraid of losing our freedom if we elect local leaders who understand this. Again, your fig tree, 
your vine. You can sit under your banner, your gate, your property, by your fence, on your ranch. It's about local control, local government, and that's where our freedom is born and nurtured, and that's where it must be defended. And again, in the words of Micah and George Washington quoting him, you won't be afraid, quote-unquote, of losing your freedom if you elect local leaders who understand this. Now, G.K. Chesterton said something very similar. He said, he said that representative government cannot be remote. It can't be remote. It can't be out there. Representative government can never be remote. It must be what? Local So you have George Washington saying, your vine, your fig tree, your house, your ranch, your gate, your fence, your property, local control, local government, that's where freedom is born and protected. And then you have Chesterton saying representative government must be local. It can't be remote. This is a lesson that Oz Guinness taught me when I studied under him at Oxford a couple years ago. He taught me that good government is always bottom-up. It's never top-down. It's covenantal government, covenanting with one another locally. Uh, Your word is your bond. Your integrity matters. Good people in office, in government, is a predicate to freedom. And if you don't have people that are good and virtuous and understand the basic Judeo-Christian values and ethic of Moses, America's prophet. I've talked to you before about how he is cited and quoted. Deuteronomy is cited and quoted more than any other classical source combined, more than Locke, Montesquieu, and Hume, more, more than Hegel or Hobbes, more than any of these. It's Moses who is cited over and over again in the founding documents, the seminal documents of the United States of America. Why? It's because that's covenantal government, that's local government, that's local control, local responsibility, local values, local integrity. You hire people that understand the goodness of those virtues and values and therefore govern within the boundaries of that goodness. If you don't, you're going to lose your fence, your property, your gate, and your freedom. So, Covenantal government, not hierarchical government, in the words of Oz Guinness. Anytime you elect people that are hierarchical, top-down, they think their authority should control everybody under them, you're going to lose freedom. But when you elect people that are covenantal, bottom-up, freedom is enhanced, freedom is nurtured, freedom is protected, freedom is born. Local control, local integrity, local accountability local competence. If we don't get this, and if we don't elect leaders that understand this, all of our efforts at state and federal government, all of our efforts at the state and federal level are dust in the wind. Seriously. If we don't elect people with integrity, who are competent, who are moral, and understand everything that I've said in the last 15 minutes, we are lost, and our liberty is dust in the wind. So I'm not running. I want you to hear me on this. I'm not running for higher office, to use the language of my questioner. I'm not, I'm not running for higher office because I believe the higher calling is to serve my neighbors locally. We need to fix things here at home. 
seriously, we need to fix things here at home, under your vine, under your fig tree, your local gate, your fence, your community, the seat of your county. We need to fix things here at home and not run off to OKC, Oklahoma City, or Washington, D.C., while our house burns. And if COVID taught us anything, it taught us the truth of these principles. We saw this in spades. We saw how other communities lost more freedom than our community lost because we had people with common sense and values and virtues who understood that personal freedom is important and that the mayor doesn't have the authority to shut down somebody's private business or to take away his personal freedoms. And if you had elected a mayor, as we did here in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, and some other good towns across the state of Oklahoma, we we enjoyed more freedom during the COVID crisis than some other county that was run by some little Napoleon despot like Tulsa, G.T. Bynum down there, shutting everything down, making everybody wear masks, and Tulsa suffered much more consequences um, in terms of the loss of personal liberty, um, the destruction of personal businesses, the compromise to religious freedom, shutting down churches, etc. Tulsa suffered greatly, much more so, than we did up here 35, 45 miles north of Tulsa. Then I've told you the story about the mayor of Miami, Oklahoma, who shut down everything and was actually issuing citations, uh, would arrest people if they were caught jogging alone in the local park, and he had to be sued by some people there in Miami, Oklahoma, because this guy apparently thought he had the the authority to tell people that uh, the Constitution was null and void. Well, that's crazy. That's crazy land talk. Again, I'm not running for higher office like governor or senate or congress, because I believe that the higher calling is to serve my neighbors locally. And one more time, we need to fix our problems at home, first and foremost, closest to your home. Good people need to run for elected office locally and not run off to the state capitol or the national capitol while our local house burns. We're lost if we keep getting it backwards. Again, covenantal government, Os Guinness, covenantal, working together in covenant with your neighbors in your local community, is the context. It's the pretext for the Declaration of Independence. It's the pretext for our constitutional republic. This is why George Washington cited Micah 4.4 over and over and over and over again. It's because he was trying to tell everybody during that era of America's birth, that we must respect every individual's vine and fig tree, to use the language of the Bible, or to use more contemporary language, we must respect every person's private property, their ranch, their farm, their home, their fence, their gate, their cattle, their horses, everything, their crops, their garden. We must respect people's private property, and private rights, and we must elect people who get everything that I've been saying, or all of our efforts at quote-unquote higher office are dust in the wind because we're focusing on power rather than accountability and local values, local virtue, and local competence. If you focus on power rather than those principles, 
freedom is lost. Your house burns while you've got ambitious politicians trying to gain office. For what? For what? Because they're on a power trip? I don't know. But if it's not because they're people of principle, then you just discovered <laughs> you, the, the, the reason for everything that ails us in our culture right now. You know, in the few minutes I've got left, let me remind you what the doctrine of lesser magistrates is. I'll say that one more time. The doctrine of lesser magistrates. Now, some of you have heard this before. Unfortunately, not everybody that's listening right now has. And that's, that's, really, that's, that's really a sad reality in our educational system. One of the things that our schools should be teaching is this doctrine and that it is the, the foundation for the Revolutionary War. It, it, the doctrine of lesser magistrates is a concept grounded in Protestant thought. Basically, it was this. A lesser magistrate, a lesser government official, if you will, a lesser magistrate is, uh, is a ruler such as a prince, a, a mayor, um, a councilman, a county commissioner. A lesser magistrate is a quote-unquote ruler, an elected officer in the context of America, because we elect these people. But even at the time of the Protestant Reformation, it wasn't necessarily an elected person. It was the lesser person. It was the lesser position. So if you had somebody that had a lesser position to, let's say, the emperor, that lesser magistrate actually had authority, had authority, moral authority and moral responsibility to defy the emperor, defy the king, if the emperor and the king was... Uh, guilty of compromising, uh, in the words of uh, our Declaration of Independence and our founding fathers, if that ruler, that king, that emperor was compromising the self-evident truths and unalienable rights that are endowed to every human being by his creator. So the concept of the lesser magistrates is that it's a legal system that explains the exact circumstances that a lesser magistrate, like a city councilman or local mayor or a county commissioner, can defy the greater magistrates that are above him or her and say, no, go pound sand. Well, what right and what authority does a county commissioner have to tell the governor of the state of Oklahoma or the president of the United States, for example, or a senator or a congressman to go pound sand? Well, we have that right and we have that legal responsibility and moral responsibility to tell the greater ruler to back down and back off if that person is compromising our basic human rights. Um, we are private citizens. And the Reformation was grounded in the private citizen argument. And, and it's stated here, it, it, the Reformation as well as our American Revolution is grounded in this Protestant idea, and if you're Catholic, don't get all uh, concerned about this, because many, many, many Catholics, and probably if you're listening to me right now, you agree with me, that there are basic principles that cannot be compromised by anybody, by anybody. The emperor, uh, the pope, the president, uh, the governor. There are certain principles that can't be compromised by anybody. We all have life, the, we all have the guarantee of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These are things that have been, have been endowed to us by our Creator. Not by the President, not by the Pope, and not by a potentate, uh, an emperor or a king. 
So the lesser magistrate doctrine actually elevates the private citizen. And this was one of the pretexts for the Reformation and for our American Revolution, that the private citizen has the right and the responsibility, the liberty to do things and engage in culture and society and the church in a way that even the highest authority can never compromise because those rights, those liberties have been given by God, not by any human authority. So you, you see this in the United States in some of our, for example, how can a president be impeached? Well, he can be removed by lesser magistrates, lesser figures within our system of national government if he has violated some key, key issues. John Calvin wrote of the private citizen, the private Christian, and how he must submit to ruling authorities. Yes, the Bible says you must submit to ruling authorities because God has placed them in authority over you. But, but, the doctrine of lesser magistrates points out that even in the case of the biblical mandate to submit to ruling authorities, that it comes with a caveat, that you defy the ruling authorities if they are defying God and if they are imposing unbiblical, unjust um, laws, if, they, if they're guilty of tyranny, and if they're stealing the things that are given to you by God, if they're stealing life, if they're stealing liberty, then you have the responsibility not only the option, but the responsibility to rise up and tell them no, because tyranny is not a biblical model of government. So when the king fraudulently betrays the liberty of his people, John Calvin and Luther before him were saying that the people, the citizens, the private citizens, the individual Christian has no responsibility to obey that king because that king is the one who is in violation of true government, not the individual citizens who are resisting him. Uh, We could talk further about this, and maybe I will in a subsequent show. The Lutheran Magdeburg Confession of 1550 actually goes into a greater description of what the doctrine of lesser magistrates is, and how subordinate powers have the right and responsibility to rise up and defy supreme power if that supreme power is working to destroy true religion and true freedom and individual liberty and take a person's vine and fig tree away from him. It's called the bear wolf concept, and it's a concept that's actually grounded in this idea that an evil ruler who has shown himself to be a true bear wolf, a servant of the devil, bear wolf, a servant of the devil, must be defied and not obeyed. Okay, so in the last minute, why am I running for county commissioner? Because of local control, local responsibility, local competence, and local values and respect. And I believe that that's the higher calling rather than running for, quote unquote, higher office. And again, if we don't get this and elect people that understand what I just said, all of our efforts at government are dust in the wind because we're giving ourselves over to hierarchical power structures rather than covenanting together for personal freedom and personal liberty. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.